You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond the SIG, your prescription for transformative community pharmacy care. My name is Brooke Kalusich, and I am a third year student pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Today, I am joined by two amazing leaders in community pharmacy practice transformation recognized nationally for their efforts. Our first guest is Sherry Schmidt, Director of Clinical Pharmacy at Medicap Pharmacy in Ames, Iowa, and a luminary of CPESN Iowa. Sherry's practice innovations ranging from medicine to value-based clinical services have earned her the Medicine Shop International Clinical Innovation Award and have made Medicap known as a national trailblazer in pharmacy practice transformation. Our other guest is Deborah Bowers, pharmacist and owner of Yorkville Pharmacy in York, South Carolina. She is a luminary of CPESN South Carolina and not to mention was selected as the 2018 CPESN Luminary of the Year. She has been a leader in expanding the South Carolina network and supporting pharmacies across the state in their practice transformation efforts. I'm so excited for our guests to share their expert experiences and best practices with our listeners today, especially in light of the new Flip the Pharmacy Change package focused on immunizations and diabetes management. So thanks to the both of you for joining. It's great to have you. Yeah, it's great to be on. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. And thank you for the um, great introduction. That was awesome. Thank you. So let's just get started with each of you telling a little bit about your professional journey leading you to your current role. We'll start with you, Sherry. Gosh, I don't know. It seems like um, it hasn't been that long, but when I look back over the years, it's been a long time. So I've always been um, interested and passionate about community pharmacy. And I really think it started um, with the pharmacist in my hometown and, you know, working with him and seeing how he affected patients every single day and just, um, you know, how he treated every single person that walked through the door like they were a family member of his and how he um, put their needs first all the time and how respected he was by patients and other healthcare providers in the community. And I thought, you know, wow, I want, I want to be like him. I want to be that type of pharmacist. And, and this is what I want to do. So that's really kind of how my career got started. So I've always been in community pharmacy. Um, and Medicap has been, you know, a great pharmacy to work for and a great organization. And that, you know, I think that's always been their focus too, is the patient. And um, in my role there, I've been able to implement different clinical services in the pharmacy and work with providers And that really kind of led to my current role, which is director of clinical pharmacy for all the GRX owned Medicap pharmacies. And so um, I tell everyone I have the best job in the world because I get to work with all of our pharmacists to help um, implement clinical services and get paid for those clinical services in all of our pharmacies around the state. Great. Thank you for sharing. How about you, Deborah? So... I got graduated from school and um, went and took a job for a big box store. And um, it didn't take me too long to realize that I hated my job. And um, I was 
pretty miserable. I, you know, I've put in some things into place and I talked to some people and was like, you know, I'll try and see if we can just stick this out. Cause I didn't know if it was just the transition of, you know, me going from technician to pharmacist or if it was, you know, just the environment in, cause I've been working in a pharmacy since I was 14 years old. You know, after about a year and a half, I was like, yeah, this is just not for me. And um, I was miserable enough to just kind of jump head first into ownership. And I had no idea what I was doing. However, it really was the best decision that I ever made. And and it became very apparent that um, I don't think I work well um, for other people. I'm a hard worker. But it's like when I make my mind up, it's like I want to do it and I want to knock down all the obstacles in my way. And I don't want someone to tell me, no, you can't do it. So, I mean, it definitely has been up and down. Um, We just celebrated our 18 year anniversary. But for, you know, the most part, it's very rewarding, even through some of the struggles that we sometimes um, experience. But um, definitely glad that I had no fear back when I was 26 um, to just be like, well, let's just, let's just do it. Cause my thoughts were the worst thing that could happen was, um, I could just go take my crappy job back (laughs) if it didn't work. So that was kind of my mindset. What a great story. Thank you for sharing. And for the both of you, I'm sure your pharmacy practices and business models certainly look a lot different today than they did when you started in these roles just given the way our profession continues to evolve so rapidly. Can you both tell us about some of the innovative practice transformation efforts that you have implemented in your pharmacy practice sites? I guess I can go first this time. Um, The main thing that I probably was innovative with was doing immunizations before everybody was doing immunizations. One one year, um, I was actually the only place in the whole county who actually had flu shots. Um, Everyone else's orders had fallen through and that included doctors and DHECs and other pharmacies weren't even doing it yet. Um, So um, I I can remember um, driving my kids to school at 7 a.m. Now we don't open until nine, but I remember passing the pharmacy at 7 a.m. and my parking lot was so full Um, I didn't even know where my employees were going to park. So that was kind of interesting. And but I was really passionate about providing things for the community. And so that's kind of where I started with just doing some out of the box things and trying some different things would be um, doing the immunizations first. And I have, you know, been a part of Flip the Pharmacy and, you know, we really grew our sync program, um, which has really helped other things um, be able to come into play. And so we've been following along with the Flip the Pharmacy and doing those innovative things um, as they come up. We've also been involved in some grants with doing um, social determinants of health and um, some lifestyle coaching um, that we have gotten paid for also. Great. Thank you for sharing. How about you, Sherry? So um, it's funny that Deborah talks about the doing immunizations first and having the parking lot full of people, because I think I remember that year, Deborah, it was 2009 or 2010, and we had the exact same thing. So um, that's that's kind of funny that we both experienced that. So 
Um, for us, I guess, as far as workflow and transformations, um, we've really worked hard on trying to do lots of different things to kind of free up our pharmacists to be able to provide more clinical services and also to have everyone in the pharmacy practicing at the top of their license. So um, we really leaned into MedSync and given our stores all goals of percentages of patients to have enrolled in MedSync um, so that they can have a more proactive workflow instead of a reactive workflow. And we've implemented, we're unfortunate to practice in Iowa, where we do have um, rules that allow us to practice with technician product verification. And we had two locations that were pilot programs in that. So we do have two locations that use technician product verification. And we're looking to expand that into other pharmacies. But even um, if we're not using um, technician product verification, we weren't learned a lot of workflow efficiencies from that um, that we can use even if we don't have our technicians verifying product. And so um, one of the things that, that we're using from that is um, a pre-verification queue. So before a label even prints, um, after it's entered into the computer system, dispensing system, then it goes into a pre-verification queue where the pharmacist can do all of the DUR that needs to be done. So they can check the hard copy, they can um, do the DUR, they can look to see if a patient needs immunizations, they can check adherence, um, they can do you know, any kind of care planning or writing down any questions or notes they may wanna know from that patient and then print the label um, and then it gets filled and goes through the process. And so what we found is that that saves a lot of time because rather than getting the prescription all the way to the end and then checking it and finding out there was an error or a problem or a question and sending it all the way back to the beginning. So that's been one of the things. Um, and then the last thing that we've done that was actually kind of fun and eye-opening for us was uh, we worked with a group of um, industrial engineering students from Iowa State University and you know, if you know very much about industrial engineers, they really work on processes and workflows and efficiencies. And so we um, utilize them on their capstone project to kind of look through our pharmacies and give us some ideas on ways that we could improve our workflow and, and different processes to become more efficient in our pharmacies. So interesting for me to see how your pharmacies have taken such unique approaches to practice transformation and the demand for your services by the patients in your communities. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into this and talk about Flip the Pharmacy. And for our listeners who aren't as familiar, Flip the Pharmacy is a nationwide effort to transform community-based pharmacy care processes and business models away from the outdated point-in-time prescription-level services to a more longitudinal patient-centered care model. The upcoming progression of Flip the Pharmacy focuses on immunizations and diabetes. And I'm curious to know what changes have you made in practice to continue immunization and diabetes care delivery during these unprecedented times of this pandemic? What, what's made you successful in doing so? We'll start with you this time, Sherry. So um, the pandemic has definitely been a challenge. Um, we've done, you know, lots of things in our pharmacies um, around the pandemic. So, you know, really trying to be um, 
again, more proactive. So MedSync and offering, um, we've always offered delivery, but increasing our delivery services and maybe even increasing the range of deliveries that we do and, you know, offering different things curbside. Um, so as far as immunizations go, one of the things that we've done there is we created a HIPAA secure electronic consent form um, that we can send to patients um, before they ever get to the pharmacy. So we can send it to them so they can complete that consent form and it even collects uh, their insurance card with it so that we can um, run the prescription or run the immunization through as a prescription and bill it and have everything ready to go. So when the patient gets there, it saves face-to-face -face time with the patient or you know, we can even run out and give it curbside at that point in time. And you know, with diabetes, I guess, and immunizations as well, we've really um, tried to increase our MedSync, so enrolled even more patients in MedSync, and using that time to um, actually we found patients were at home a lot more, so they were more willing to talk to us on the phone and, and answer questions about their health care. So really trying to make that MedSync incorporate clinical services into that call or meeting with the patient. So, you know, looking at adherence and looking at safety and efficacy. So trying to find out from patients what they're, if they have diabetes, you know, have they had their A1C tested recently and when was it? And um, are they checking their blood sugars at home? And and are they checking their blood pressure at home? And what, what are those numbers? And, and then are they having any concerns or safety issues that we might be worried about? And, you know, are they getting their eyes checked and doing their foot checks at home? And do they need immunization? So really kind of incorporate all of that into the med sync and do some care planning for those patients. Um, and then one of the things that we're getting ready to roll out, and it actually kind of came about because of COVID, I'm not sure if, if you saw the recent U.S. Surgeon General's report on hypertension and how um, it's one of the biggest threats to the population in the United States. Only about 25% of patients with hypertension are controlled. And what we noticed is that, you know, a lot of patients aren't going to their primary care providers and they're not wanting to even come into the pharmacy to get their blood pressure checked. So um, we've partnered with the University of Iowa and also with Iowa Department of Public Health on a grant project um, to do some self-monitoring of blood pressure with patients where patients would get a meter um, that has Bluetooth and an app so that they can share their blood pressure readings with us. And then we can collaborate with providers um, to helpfully get them at goal and get their blood pressure controlled. And, you know, obviously the, the hope with this is that also we could um, work collaboratively with providers on a payment program for that as well. Wow. Yeah. Great to hear all the innovative work that you are doing at your practice site. But now let's hear from Yorkville. Deborah, I'm curious to know, how has uh, your pharmacy continued to provide care during the pandemic and what's made you successful in doing so? So um, we did close our doors for um, two months and we were curbside only. Um, that was a little difficult in that we don't have a drive through. So, you know, we were doing a little bit more running. Maybe we were burning some few extra calories there. Um, but um, my patients were very receptive and actually wanted us to open our doors. Um, and they kind of said they missed us. And, and I'll be honest with you, I missed. I missed it because I couldn't have my normal just chit chat, you know, when somebody just walks in, you know, the prescriptions already ready. 
Um, and, um, so a lot, I felt like a lot of things got lost when we did that. Um, and some people that is their only outing is the pharmacy. So, you know, we really got to see how much relationships matter and in our social determinants of health, um, grant that we're a part of with CPESN South Carolina and the South Carolina school of public health, um, that really popped up as one of the main um, things that people are dealing with. And I was very surprised by some of the people that had put that. Um, so we opened back up. Uh, um, everything was doing okay. You know, we're doing an extra cleaning and that kind of thing. Well, then, you know, we're getting ready to do flu shots. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I can't have all of these people at one time in the store, picking up prescriptions and have people here wanting flu shots. I mean, because it was pretty regular. I mean, there could be 10 or 15 people at one time to show up. So um, over the summer, I developed um, working with my web developer um, for my website that we now can take appointments for flu shots. And we are requiring that this year um, for appointments. Um, basically, just so I can keep the number of people in the pharmacy down to a minimum, um, cause my place isn't huge. And, um, so we started that and I also have the forms on there also with insurance card, um, capability, but I'm finding that people aren't, um, as receptive as I thought they would be to that. Um, so it's about half and half. <laughs> I have half the people have the forms done online and I still have half the people are coming in saying I made my appointment, but I had trouble with the forms. Um, and I also had someone say, hey, the forms, you're, you're asking more stuff. The, the forms are longer. And I'm like, no, it's exactly the same. Um, so, you know, there's been just a little bit of uh, having to kind of get over of doing something different because people were used to just coming in the pharmacy and saying, hey, you know, I, I want to get a flu shot. Um, so that that has been a little bit of uh, patient training, I guess you could say. Um, but that's kind of what we've done to try and deal with the COVID situation. We also have started COVID testing, which we require appointments for that also. Um, so that's kind of how we have adapted with COVID uh, in the picture. Yeah, yeah. I think it takes a pandemic to really bring to light how much our patients rely on their community pharmacies and also how much we love interacting with our patients. But Truly, truly game-changing efforts we are seeing from both Yorkville and Medicap pharmacies. And as I mentioned earlier, these pharmacies have been recognized nationally for their efforts, and we can see why. I want to close with one final question, and that is, how can our listeners get involved in Flip the Pharmacy if they are not currently participating? We'll start with you this time, Sherry. So, um, you know, anybody can follow along with Flip the Pharmacies. So if you go to the website, which is www.flipthepharmacy.com, um, there's a lot of resources there. The, the change packages um, with, that the pharmacies get each month that are participating with a coach, those are all online. So you don't have to be in Flip the Pharmacy formally in order to look at those change packages and the best practices and really kind of follow along. And 
on your own at your own time and implementing some of the things that you see there. So I guess that's the biggest thing that I would encourage people to do is if they haven't been to that website, um, to go to the website, learn a little bit more about Flip the Pharmacy, and you'll pick up some different things from there. Also, um, iterate that those change packages are great. Um, they are offered to everybody on the Flip the Pharmacy website. But if anybody is like me, um, you see squirrels a lot. And again, our fires uh, come up in your business that you got to go pull it out. And, and then before you know it, it's like months have went by and you didn't make any progress on, on a goal that you had. Um, so there definitely is a very positive um, aspect to coaching and having a coach. So if you're not part of Flip the Pharmacy, you know, there are plenty of people out there who are coaching pharmacies. And sometimes it's nice to have an accountability, basically an accountability partner, so to speak, to just kind of say, okay, well, you said you were going to do dot, 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 dot. And then you come to the end of the month and you're like, yeah, I did say that. And I did two of my four dots or, you know, whatever it is. It kind of just kind of reins you in and keeps you focused. Um, so I would recommend um, if you're like me and you kind of get, deterred uh, with family life fires whatever um, that you might want to look into uh, checking into having a coach just or an accountability partner you can call them whatever you want to um, just to help you stay on task and stay focused and kind of rein you back in when life just happens because it does it just happens all right, Deborah, Sherry, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on Beyond the SIG today. I have gained so much value from our conversation today, and I know our listeners will too. So thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. Yeah. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the SIG. Keep tuning in to learn more about the impactful stories shaping community pharmacy practice transformation. Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit papharmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's papharmacists.com forward slash podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.